everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast. Today we have Derek Suboy. He is, you know, been in the game for about seven years. He comes from a corporate, you know, marketing background actually, and you know, working with an e-com brand, taking it from eight mil to fifty mil in about four years. And you know, once he realized he was pretty good at this stuff, he is now doing a ton of consulting, working with e-com brands that spend, you know, no less than a hundred k. Um, but yeah, pumped to have him on board. He's done a ton of media buying. We have some super rich and poor ads and ads to roast. But Derek, thanks for coming on, man. Would love to kind of have you kind of give a little background on yourself so people have some insights there. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, super stoked to be here. So uh, yeah, as you mentioned, I came from a corporate marketing background. I uh, started with a e-commerce business, doing about $8 million a year. When I first joined, uh, I was part of a four-man marketing team. Paid advertising pretty much drove the vast majority of the income. Paid ads and email, of course. Um, I started dabbling with paid ads there with, with that company. Um, ended up getting really good at it. Uh, this was back when Facebook wasn't super... Uh, blown up from the paid ad side yet. So I was actually able to generate um, 1.2 million off of $28,000 in ad spend at that time. Ooh. That was back in 2014, 2015. Yeah. Um, the glory so, days. I know. <laughs> that was definitely the glory days. Uh, very, very hard to get numbers you know, that good nowadays. <laughs> uh, from then I left, I've uh, been with several agencies uh, over the last few years before finally just deciding, you know what, I don't like working with other people. So I'm gonna do consulting and kind of work uh, just with some private clients and stop dealing with the headache of having 100 or 200 clients. <laughs> oh, man, the, the lone wolf move, you know, it, it's definitely enjoyable. But my gosh, man, you just opened up a whole nother, you know, book to that chapter, more or less, or vice versa. <laughs> so to kind of launch everything off, you know, we would love to dive into with your kind of, you know, spend management, some more financial principles, take a page out of the rich dad, poor dad book, um, maybe some kind of tips on maybe helping clients come up with budgets, how they're spending their money, you know, we'd love to kind of dive into how you perceive the financial side of things. And Zach, if you have any specifics, you'd like to kind of see go ahead and lay them out. You know, let's dive into that financial side of things. Yeah, let's do it. So part of the show, we always want to give advertisers, you know, a tip on the financial principles of scaling ad spend. So Derek, if you've ever worked with a client and uh, they were scaling their ads to the moon and then next thing you know, they like stopped working with you as an agency. Or <laughs> if you've ever asked a client, you know, for four months straight uh, to spend more on ads, but they're not, yeah, have you tell us have you ran into any of those situations and and if so like what what advice would you have for those advertisers uh listening oh man if i had a nickel <laughs> <laughs> so i would like to kind of start this by saying there have been more than i can count on one hand number of occasions where you know from the paid ad side of things things are crushing we're doing awesome. You know, we're getting a great return, um, doing well, but the business owner or the person in charge of say the marketing department doesn't truly know their numbers. Uh, this is something I've seen time and time again. And when the business doesn't understand their numbers and the numbers I'm talking about are what, what's their cost of goods? You know, what is their actual break even number? You know, not just 
1.0 or being a 1.1, anywhere in the positive, like what is the actual cost of goods being sold? You know, are there any other costs that we need to consider? And even from a uh, standpoint of where we're actually super profitable and driving most of the business into the company, a lot of times they don't know or seem to get skeptical when they, you know, hear that this is attributed to paid ads. So I guess the big thing I'd have to say is like when businesses don't truly understand their financials and like where their revenue is coming from or uh, how much it's actually costing them to acquire these sales are when I run into kind of the biggest issues with with clients. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not knowing your numbers. <laughs> yeah. Fair so, enough. I mean, I guess that would be the, the the number one piece of advice there would be to, you know, make sure that your client or whoever you're working with, you know, understands those numbers before you really start to scale or before you really start to get into the weeds. Because you may realize that either this client may not be such a great fit for you if those numbers are too constrained, or if the client just doesn't have a general understanding of where their sales are coming from, then you may be fighting an uphill battle that you're just never going to win. Is, that, is, the, is the answer there just better analytics or are there, you know, some more tactical piece of advice other than like, know your numbers, right? Cause like, know your numbers said every agency ever, right? Like, <laughs> of course, so break that down. Right. So breaking that down further, what I would say is attribution modeling um, you know, understanding, say, like, even within their getting access to like their Google Analytics account, for example, would be a great move. There was a time where I didn't require that when I started working with clients. And if I could go back in time, I would backhand myself and say, no, <laughs> you need to get into their analytics account uh, ASAP, because you need to understand one where the sales are coming from. You know, if they're driving most of their sales through email, and I- I'm sure you guys have dealt with this before, you know, Facebook's crazy attribution. Uh, modeling sometimes they'll take a little bit too much credit for sales. Um, you know, so that's like something I would recommend highly, highly getting into right from the get go. They're into the GA if they have it. If they don't, and they're just like say a Shopify store, you can even get some decent numbers and attribution modeling from the Shopify store itself and see sort of where some of the sales are coming from. I wouldn't go to Facebook's um, ads manager platform to be the source of truth for this information starting out. Um, with a company until you can kind of compare those numbers and see sort of how on or off the Facebook attribution modeling might be for that company. Yeah. Does that make a little no, bit of awesome. sense? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I love it. Now with you being a media buyer, are those kind of questions you always ask out of the gate just to kind of gauge how it truly into their business they really are to kind of gauge if it's a good client for you, or is that something you just kind of, you know, learn as you go more or less? It's something I've learned over time to bring up in conversation uh, right from the get-go. You know, some of the first questions I'll get into with clients is asking them sort of those those prying questions of, you know, what do your numbers look like? You know, how much are you guys doing in sales versus how much is it costing you to get those numbers in sales? Where are you guys spending your budgets? You know, um, are you... What platforms are you actively uh, investing in? Which are you not? You know, those are the sort of the things I like to try to find out right from the get-go because that right there in itself is going to tell you a lot about that client before you even get into the ad account and take a look. Yeah, no, and I mean, it, it, there's it's always nice to work with somebody you enjoy to work with. You know, that's that's always going to be one of those nice little benefits there. 
Yeah, especially if they know a little bit about, you know, what you're talking about. <laughs> it definitely makes things a lot easier. Um, I'd say with the clients I've worked with in the past, it's been probably about a 50-50 mix between working uh, direct with the owner or kind of managing person versus working directly with like a marketing director or working with, you know, somebody that's in charge of a department per se. Yeah, I mean... No, I mean, it's, it's, it's killer to kind of know those numbers. I mean, I think you're just kind of spot on there just because no one really knows that stuff unless they really dig deep. And, you know, as you mentioned, 1.1 is not going to cut it. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things for sure. Hey, we're in the green. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> scale, scale, scale. <laughs> but sweet, let's go ahead and kind of transition this to the kind of rich ad, poor ad segment. Um, would love to kind of dive into this poor ad first. And you spent a good 29, 30K on this bad boy. It didn't result in much, but just so everybody has some context, and this will be in the show notes. But we got Mr. Greg Luther, real estate coach, you know, looking for quick closings. Join my free training this Wednesday. The link's in the description. Join now, blueprintforclosing.com. We got a video. He's going on and on. It's got 68,000 views, a ton of, you know, a good amount of engagement, but. Derek, go ahead and rip this apart and kind of why did this ad fail more or less? Oh, man. So uh, as you guys will be able to see, too, from the screenshots, there's like several like variations of the ad I, I tried to run as well. Yeah. But basically, what we're looking at here is a kind of pre-scripted, pre-recorded uh, video. It's got a very short description with a direct call to action here to join the uh, inner circle which is just a monthly uh, payment plan. And uh, he's got the text at the very top, want quick, quick closings. And then at the bottom, it's got real estate coach and his uh, signature. So it's kind of got that frame with the text look for a Facebook ad, which were, those were working like super, super well. Um, still in some industries to my knowledge, but not in this case, obviously. <laughs> um as you can see, yeah, you mentioned we had 68,000 views on it, like 312 likes, bunch of shares and comments. You know, this, this has all of the makings of what would be a good ad, but it's not. <laughs> would you say it had to do more with the video, just the pitch, the landing page? What, what do you think stemmed the most from this? Because when I was reading the comments, you know, hey, you know, I'm loving your book. Coaching is the best. I mean, the comments look pretty decent. So I'm kind of curious where this drop off really consisted of. Yeah. Um, it, like I said, it had the makings of, of being a very successful ad, uh, checked all the boxes. And honestly, I think what really fell off on this was I feel like this was just too salesy at the time. Uh, and you'll, you'll kind of see what I'm talking about when we, when we talk about the rich ad. But in, in this case, like this ad screams, I'm an ad. And I feel like in this case, that's why it did not work very well. Uh, I think people, of course, really like the content, as you can see from the engagements and everything, but the ad just did not sell very well. Like People just did not buy the product. I think we made back $3,000 and we spent uh, 29K. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Um, yeah. So... That's that's a salary right there for for a lot of people out here, uh, and I just blew that in like three weeks. 
Man, and yeah, this came back with about a 3K, you know, return essentially. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, hey, you can't win them all. I mean, I'm sure the Rich ad, you know, kind of breaks that up even. But my gosh, to kind of really derail this a little bit more, let's go ahead and dive in and roast a random ad I found on the internet yesterday. Y'all ready for this one? Oh, man. All righty. So I'm going to go ahead and give everybody some context. This will be you know in the show notes it's terrible um i'm excited for it so it's some blue ellie amazon brand uh product page it starts off with some fire emojis amazing the item name they straight ripped this from alibaba four by 16.4 feet led strip lights for bedroom kitchen tv party the worst start to an ad you could probably ever see music sync bluetooth control adjustable brightness 10 beta testers per day requirements you must have an amazon account you must have a paypal do not share this deal with any facebook group and message us if you're interested and i mean the image isn't terrible the lights look pretty sick but my gosh you can tell they ripped this and did a terrible job doing so so derek first thoughts go ahead and rip this bad boy apart <laughs> oh man i've been waiting so yeah i don't know what the heck is going on with these emojis in the very beginning um so we got like love eyes two of them fire two of them a, a random comma amazing double exclamation i i don't even like wow the copy and, is terrible yeah and then the, the line below that is definitely the product name um so i don't know why the product name is there that's just obviously just terrible music sync bluetooth control adjustable brightness here that just it literally looks like they pulled like the product description and added it to the uh description of the uh ad itself um <laughs> i love i love the uh <laughs> the little emoji next to the please message us if you're interested the first one there that is like a placeholder emoji for like whenever the emoji you're trying to use like isn't recognized by facebook so in in my opinion like seeing that like i see that in ads a lot it just makes me laugh because <laughs> no one really checked <laughs> what they were doing oh yeah um yeah, image isn't bad you know i mean it's pretty terrible so how, how, what do you think the conversion around this bad boy was just ballpark of numbers here dude it's got to be like <laughs> point two you know that's 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 higher than i was going to give it i wasn't even going to give it a tenth of a percent <laughs> like oh my gosh zach surprised <laughs> zach let's hear your thoughts is this something you would buy the kiddos maybe for your house what's what's your thought process <laughs> on this bad boy <laughs> dude that isn't isn't even worth commenting on it's awful <laughs> <laughs> yeah you yeah i don't know i don't understand like i, I feel like uh rec- something's going on here from an affiliate standpoint like you have to have they're clearly trying to like get uh, i'm trying to roast a shitty ad here but i'm really trying to break down the strategy it says like blue ellie amazon product and a requirement is you have to have an amazon account like they're this is you know they're clearly an amazon affiliate um but like what's with the you have to have paypal and like what's with the do not share this deal with a facebook group like people are wanting them to do that and it's reverse psychology or what's was, going on there i was thinking exclusivity if anything but i don't yeah this is this is a rough one i'm thinking reverse psychology <laughs> definitely reverse psychology 
Yeah, and I, yeah. I would love to meet the person who is like, oh, I'm going to share this in my group. <laughs> you know? <laughs> wow. All right. We hey, we had to ease it up a little bit, y'all. This ad surprisingly converted at a one point four percent. You know, psych, no idea. It probably crapped the bed pretty hardcore. But, <laughs> oh man, you had me going there for a second. I was like, "Are there stats on this?" <laughs> this is actually my ad. No, no, no. <laughs> oh man, that would be embarrassing. All right, so another derail, y'all. Let's go ahead and dive into these rich ads. Kind of add some flavor to this. So before we kind of dive into the more context of these, how do these perform? Were they similar in spend, you know, 29, 30K? And what kind of, you know, ROAS or ROI were you seeing on these bad boys? On the rich ads, uh, we were seeing some pretty serious returns. Um, we average typically anywhere from maybe a four to an eight times return, mm. um, which is pretty, pretty solid when you're spending, say, you know, 30 K on average per asset. Yeah. Um, so in this case, we basically created two Facebook live videos. Um, we got really pumped on the idea of just doing Facebook live because, Hey, it's like super easy. It doesn't, we don't need to bring out the camera crew, no like editing, you know, no crazy lights and stuff, no flying anybody out anywhere. Like, let's just, let's just get Greg to go live on his phone and just, say some, drop some knowledge, you know, and then we'll run it as an ad and see what happens. So these were actual Facebook lives you turned into ads or was yes. it a live you just got made a bunch of money off of? No, it's a Facebook live uh, that we turned into ads. Oh, yep. wow. It literally yeah, couldn't I mean, be any easier. <laughs> yeah, it looks, and the copy is so simple. Don't ever call your buyer or seller leads. Here's a link, 150,000 views, <laughs> 295 comments, 100 shares. My gosh, I mean- the the he, the copy just really makes you all right. Why would I never call my leads or buyers? So I mean, was it just kind of one of those things? Kind of you mentioned on like the the the, the, the roast ads were kind of more of the have the opposite effect to get people to do it and listen. Or kind of what's the concept or strategy behind these? Yeah, that's the idea. Is uh, the polarizing content or polarizing text? I should say, you know, this in the real estate niche are things that you know are just very controversial. Um, so what we found is that, um, utilizing this Facebook live strategy, we could actually reduce our cost massively and time it takes to like post content and create content just by doing lives, doing one kind of like main sentence really. And you could see in these ads, like there's no CTA really. Like we just put the link in there, like no click here, yeah. none of that, just the link and it just crushes. It's crazy. I, I never would have expected this to happen, but uh, it did. And I have tons of examples of, of these exact same types of videos just crushing. So you're once you kind of cracked this code, you definitely started stemming more to the lives and transitioning those to the ad side of things. Yes. And I've actually seen that same level of success uh, among other coaches, course creators, influencers, you know, anyone that's kind of like a thought leader. It, it just seemingly works like so well for some reason. Um, I have some speculation on that, of course. <laughs> now, with this specific service offering, et cetera, what's the kind of AOV sitting around? So the product itself is $377 per month. So mm. It's actually a monthly membership. Heck um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we can, uh, that's why we can afford to spend, um, so much on ads is because, you know, there's no cogs at all. Um, 
1.01 is profit for, for Greg. So that's not even really a, a big deal. And okay. then um, being able to spend, you know, as much as we can for the ads, uh, we can just continue to drive sales, you know? Oh, yeah. And I mean, this is we haven't had an ad like this before. It's where it was from a live, um, very selfie style, very user generated content look. And I mean, it's super native. It's as native you can get on Facebook. So, man, I secret. think, oh, it's hey, and, and that secret sauce works. You know, I'm, I'm getting hungry and that's all I can kind of think about now is that sauce. So, I mean, that works. So, Zach, when it comes to this kind of rich ad, would you have expected this bad boy to come from a live video, actually? Because I'm kind of curious on your thoughts on this because we've never seen this before. You know, gosh, I feel like the first ads that I saw were, uh, that came from live videos were in 2015. I think it was 2015 with, like, Dr. Axe. Um and uh he had his like bone broth products and he was doing these like 30 minute like little mini webinars <laughs> on facebook lives and then just promoting them and they would be they would just they cleaned up for i think that was like when facebook live like came out and it crushed and it's it's actually really encouraging to see like it uh that that strategy is uh still relevant because i hadn't really heard or seen anybody do that in the last year or so so oh yeah and i mean coming from the poor ad spending about 29 30k in it you know crapping the bed a little bit what would you say <laughs> y'all spend on average for these you know these kind of our top top of funnel campaigns here i mean is that 30k is similar to the test or was this video or these you know bundles of videos going over 100k or any kind of concepts you can kind of reveal there yeah so between those two videos and it basically the reason I included two was because it was the same video, essentially. Yeah. We basically just re-recorded it again, the same idea, just to see if we could duplicate the success. You know, like six months later, just recreate the same live. And of course, we sort of did. <laughs> so um, we were able to kind of proof and concept the, uh, the idea or the content of the ad. But uh, getting down to the numbers, we spent 60K cumulatively between these two Facebook Lives and we brought back, let me do the math here, 29,000 plus 22,000 times three, $153,000 on this. <laughs> little calculator promo right there, a little TI-83 action. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no affiliation here. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> But man, that's quite a difference there. I mean, hey, for that poor ad, spent, you know, 30K, 29, 30K, made 3K. And that rich ad spent 60-ish K, made 150K. So, I mean, that's quite quite a difference there. And I mean, the production's different. The live is just the biggest standout to me. So, I mean, those are two pretty, you know, 180 types of ads right there. And my gosh, they perform so differently. Yeah, the big, the big thing to remember uh, here too is in the... Actual Facebook reporting, it only is reporting our initial sale. So the first 377 gets tracked by Facebook. And then I don't have I didn't have the offline conversions like set up uh, to track the recurring revenue from the clients. Mm. Average monthly lifespan of a client is about three to four months. So you take, you know, the inner circle sign up column or the you know revenue column and times it by three. 
I should it should technically be three three point five to be like completely kosher. But even at three times, hundred fifty three thousand um, on a sixty k spend for an info product, you know that has absolutely no cost associated with it is just pretty phenomenal when you think about like how much effort it took to just like record a 10 minute Facebook live, write like a sentence and put a link in, in the, the description. Oh yeah. So, I mean, for y'all listening out there, if you want to test a wild angle, record a live, turn that bad boy into an ad and watch the money flow in. Dude, so- for real. If you haven't tried that strategy with your brand and especially if you have like an influencer type of brand or thought leader uh, type of situation, coach, course creator, content, um, this strategy could work super well for you. Um, it's worked really well for me since early 2019. Um, even still to this day, this is part of our main marketing strategy. Um, across the board last year, um, I think we were doing about a little under 2 million and now we're doing well over six. And that is a hundred percent the result of Facebook advertising. And I'd say 95% of our ads are Facebook lives. Man, that's nice there. Heck yeah. Well, Derek, man, that was super juicy and a super different ad than we're kind of typically getting there. So what's the best way for people to kind of get in contact with you, you know, check out and see what you're kind of doing there. Well, right now I have my website, DerekSuboy.com. There's a contact form on there that you can reach out. If you want to get in touch with me, I do some private consulting. I will be coming out with some courses and some content here soon as well. I finally started to clear my schedule. You know, I'm getting tired of growing everyone else's businesses. It's time to grow mine. (laughs) Heck yeah. Well, snap. Y'all heard it from Derek. Derek, once again, man, thank you so much for coming on and kind of sharing that value. Um, We absolutely geeked out over it. So, hey, once again, man, much appreciated. Not a problem. Thanks for having me, Dylan and Zach. Super stoked to be here. Very excited. Heck yeah. Well, cool. We'll go ahead and wrap that episode up, but everybody, have a good one.